This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this, so the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You are watching Splash Pages, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here, and you are watching an award-nominated, or actually award-winning podcast. Isn't that right, Velvet Joker? It is indeed. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Leo. Um, I have to uh, bring this up because it's so important. It's so fresh. Sunday we're the big first annual Amalgamania Podcast Awards. And who... Just us, just seven, eight months into this, the winners of best short form. And now, Leo, I only had time to make one of these. Now I'm going to have them made for you and shipped out to both yourself and to Drew. So if you're ready, here we go. Oh, right. nice. Oh, do I have it right? Do I have it right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got to get it right. All right. All right. We got to get it in the camera. Can we get it good? Yeah. Yeah. The podcast king, baby. Oh, podcast. that rocks. That rocks. <laughs> podcast king. All day long. All day long. That's uh, us. Woo! So glad you're excited. So glad you're excited. Flash pages, baby. <laughs> Live it. Love it. You, you know, you guys have been uh, kicking butt, you know. it's uh, And uh, unfortunately, Drew can't join us tonight, you know, on the first episode past that. But we yeah, do have... What was that? I'm sorry, Leo. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I, I'm just so excited. I want to bask in the joy. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that. You is well deserved. And uh, I, I'm uh, Chris. Uh, how's it going? Awesome. How are you tonight? <laughs> Doing great. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Good you, night. you, uh, you, Chris. Your your podcast has won some awards as well, right? My podcast has not won any awards. No, I thought it did over at Scaricon. No, it didn't. Okay. I'll, I'll no, that, <laughs> that, that's a funny thing, but we'll, uh, don't, don't worry about it. It's no, no, um, uh, Goth Girl Horror got nominated at Scaricon and did get nominated for the same, uh, it was in the same category as this one, which I sometimes co-host, which I thought was funny. My co-host actually pointed that out to me saying, don't you also sometimes host that other show? And I was like, yeah. So you're going against yourself. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great to be nominated, Chris. It's just great to be nominated. Totally. I mean, uh, we, we both agree that we, we actually have the best award ever on goth girl horror we are the official podcast of tim seeley's world that is awesome i mean right. you know he, he he came on the show to uh you know say that we are we have that moniker you know what i mean as long as we keep our uh, business on the podcast and not on social media <laughs> <laughs> that all has to do with just something that we posted about a few months ago and he was like yo so just to be clear about something <laughs> It wasn't very, it wasn't political, but it was, you know, like, it was like, it, it was something against like a, a film studio. And I think he was probably trying to get involved with the film studio. So he was just getting emails going, why is this a Twitter account connected to you? Like crapping all over our movie. Oh, <laughs> oh that's not good. The uh... No, but it's fine. I mean, oh, yeah. the movie ended up being garbage anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, may I, uh, should I ask what movie it was? It was the, um, uh, uh, I'll tell you offline. I'll okay. Tell you offline. Okay. Sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Better to keep it that way. We took know? the tweets down and we understood. He's like, he's actually very much like, listen, you hate something. Please talk about it on your podcast. If you hate, like, for instance, there was a Cassie hack action figure that came out. We both hated it. And he's like, you know, just direct him to the podcast. And then you guys can say whatever you want. I have no say over what you say on your show, but on Twitter, it can sometimes become like a 
a, a thing and he explained it to me and i'm like no no dude i totally get it or whatever but he's like your podcast is your podcast i appreciate the constant plug for my work you know so and you can say whatever you want on your podcast yeah yeah i i totally get right. it you know you, you need to you know walk on eggshells sometimes when uh you know definitely on social media well, especially if you represent someone's brand, you yeah. know what I mean. Oh, totally. And his brand has been blowing up. In tw- if 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 you're not aware how much in 2021 and 2020, with all of its problems, Tim Seeley has blown up in comics with Money Shot, Vampire the Masquerade, and Superman versus Lobo now, as well as becoming the managing editor of Heavy Metal Magazine. That's awesome. Plus putting out two omnibuses collections of Hackslash with two new Hackslash short stories in each. Very cool. Well, I, I'm not going to be able to do this whole show with this thing on. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. I love Damask, though. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it's great. It's 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 really good. It's the only part of the Spider-Man costume I still have because it's made from this terrible company in China that a lot of people absolutely just hated the um, the the uh, material and the zipper of the actual costume. But a lot of people did like the mask. Chris, is that the one with the eyes fluctuate or no? No, unfortunately, that cost a crap ton of money. But I know what you're talking about. I have seen that. There are like digital, <clears throat> I'm sorry, they're like mechanical devices built into the eyelids to go, you know, like the way he does in, in Civil War. I, I've been seeing, uh, I belong to a 3D printing uh, forum, and uh, uh, there have some, been some people that have been printing those. Uh, obviously, you got to have the mechanics behind it, but it's, uh, you know, pretty cool stuff. But maybe this weekend at Boston Comic Con, I'll dress up like Torment Spidey, not bathe and shower for like four days, rip up my costume, cover myself in pig sweat, and just walk around like a homeless man in a Spider-Man costume like the way he looks in these last couple issues of the yeah. story. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and then just have a giant sign, I represent the Dorkening Network. <laughs> uh, well, we are talking about Torment tonight. Uh, so I got a brief synopsis. The lizard is going on a murdering spree before Spider-Man tries to stop him. The lizard points Spider-Man throws him off a building and is later revealed that Calypso is hypnotizing the lizard to do her bidding. Spider-Man defeats both Calypso and the lizard, but Spider-Man believes the lizard died from Calypso's effect on his brain. This was published in 1990, written and drawn by Todd McFarlane. Cover price was $1.75. Editor at the time, editor-in-chief was Tom DeFalco. Colorist was Bob Sharon and letterer was Rick Parker. And uh, I got a bunch of information to show us up above or down below. If you want to watch, uh, you know, check it out. We do have uh, a link to the um, the trade paperback if you want to check it out. And uh, this was this was a, a monumental episode when it first or issue when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Sold two point. My no first issue. What's that, Rich? No inner Sophia tonight. No, I, sorry, I, I've been a little crazy at work. I need to I need to do that. All right, all right, just checking, just checking. I didn't want to skip over your 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 masterpiece. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need to get back into doing that. I I like those, you know. Leah, do you, do you have the uh, trading cards handy next to you? Mine are buried behind me, unfortunately. Mine are buried. I have a closet full of shit i gotta start going through but i was 10 years old when i bought this i had been reading amazing spider-man but i had no idea what the hell this was all i saw was spider-man on the cover ripped up and i was so confused so lost i didn't know who craven the hunter was i didn't know who calypso was i definitely didn't know who the lizard was i didn't know anything going on uh i mean also i was no i might have been 11 i'm sorry i was 11 years old I mean, Calypso's costume somehow gets past the Comic Code Authority. I don't quite understand how that is possible. Um, her costume is ridiculously 90s. Uh, she's always had that costume, but obviously Todd decided to accentuate the hell out of it. Um, I, I was just so bafflingly confused how Spider-Man lives through this thing. And eventually, as an adult, I hunt down the entire story and read it. Um, or, excuse me, I try to read it. Because if you've read this from beginning to end in one sitting... It is the most incomprehensibly, unbelievably badly narrated comic book ever. And this is why uh, Tom McFarland was not supposed to write comics. He was just supposed to draw comics. Yeah, it, it was. We'll, we'll get into a little bit more about it, but it was a little bit hard to follow. Uh, this, I, I added this to our reading list because uh, I was in high school when this came out. And, uh, you know, I, I just loved Todd McFarland's uh, um, artwork. You know, it, it, I was collecting his issues in Amazing Spider-Man. I had his uh, Hulk issues. 
Uh, unfortunately, at the time, I missed his uh, his Batman issue, but I've since picked it up. Um, but yeah, just just his artwork is just amazing to look at. I think he got better writing it as we got on because that Wolverine story he does is amazing, but we're not covering that tonight. No, no. But this was, you know, the first issue sold 2.6 million copies. There was a ton of, uh, uh, there was what? Right there. Yeah. Crotch shot Spider-Man. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just the splash pages that uh, Todd does is just simply amazing. Right. (laughs) Physically insane poses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of them uh, anatomically not correct. You know, it's just like, how can a person bend like that, you know? You know, they but, always say the Dark Knight Rises, Rich, you being the Joker fan. Um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man rises in this because every five minutes, every goddamn issue, it's rise above it all. Rise, rise. Did you notice well, that? Absolutely. Um, well, it's interesting. Um, we were originally supposed to do this uh, a couple of weeks back, but we ended up having to switch the schedule around. So I remember reading it at a time all the way through. I remember being not really impressed. I was like, of course the art was beautiful, but like the storyline didn't really like hit me. Nope. But then when it came back up around, I was like, you know what? I'm going to refresh it. I'm going to read it. And I read it in two nights. I read it uh, yesterday, and then I finished it up tonight. I finished the first three last night, the last two tonight. And uh, it, it's a much more complex story when you break it down like that. When you're able to digest it, you've already read it once, and, and really like just you know because there's a lot going on there's a lot of you know there's the, the background noise and that he's poisoned and you know it starts off where just spider-man just has this huge ego his his, his ego is like it's humongous he's like oh he had uh, stopped a purse thief and he had dared to pull a gun on spidey and of course spidey webbed him up really quickly and uh he goes back to mary jane he's like oh how dare he think to to even try i've gone against even thanos and dr octopus and dr doom and like his ego is huge and boom like you said chris he gets dragged down to the bottom and he's got to drag his way back up to the top it is also funny that, um, you know, Calypso's costume is literally a Craven the Hunter female costume. I mean, she's she is basically like female Craven. You know, with the exception she doesn't go hunting, she's a voodoo priestess. Um, but her costume is identical to Craven right down to the, you know, shoddy loincloth, you know, barely covering the downstairs business. Right. Uh, we... well, it's interesting that, um, you know, it took Peter a while to pick up on the fact that uh, the lizard wasn't talking through all this because there was always a Kirk Connors behind it. But under the power of Calypso, um, entranced with her uh, voodoo uh, magic, that uh, she was able to control him and even stop him at some points from destroying Peter. He wanted Peter to suffer. Yeah, and the um, they're kind of tapping into that right now. Nick Spencer is in uh, Sinister War. Kirk Connors and the Lizard are separated. Separated. Yeah, which, by the way, Nick Spencer had to point out, had never been done with the Lizard. Kirk Connors and the Lizard had never been separated. You think that the Hulk has had that happen a few times. But, no, Connors and the Lizard have always been the same person. This is the first time ever Doc Ock separated Connors from the Lizard. Mm, what was the process to, to which that was achieved? Oh, there's this demon called Kindred. <laughs> also, Dr. Octopus is just a super genius, and he also gave back uh, Max Dillon his electrical powers because we can't have the female Electro running around. He's going to be played by Jamie Foxx in a movie coming up. We have to have the male Electro running around in the comics again. <laughs> Remember my comment I posted in the group saying, hey, look, She-Hulk has a book coming out because those have lasted more than a few issues. Why? Because she has a TV show coming out. I love that John Byrne series of She-Hulk. Hey, man, I 100% agree with you, but can you name a She-Hulk book that's not lasted more than a year? I mean, they do not last. They got canceled very fast. She is not a character to carry her own book for very long. Do you think it's bad writing or do you think that she's just not that likable as a character? I don't think she's that likable of a character. I think she works as a supporting character, but I mean, we can We'll get into it when She-Hulk gets gets here. Oh, hey, look, he does the origin story, too, which I always thought was cool. I always wondered where the uh, origin story images came from, from uh, Spider-Man uh, drawn by Todd, but I forgot they came from this. Yeah, he, he did a great job representing, uh, what was, that was uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, or, or well, yep. it's been revisited so many times, but... And, and by the way, um, today is the anniversary of the creation of Marvel Comics. Uh-huh. Well, Marvel birthday. Comics number one was published back in 1939 on August 31st. Featuring upcoming Wakanda villain Namor, who's filming right now here in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah, we're supposed to be... Uh, actually, no, that's DC we're going to be seeing uh, Aquaman on. 
Yes, Aquaman, uh, uh, something of Atlantis, Lost City or whatever. Yeah, and then Namor yeah. is going to be the villain in Wakanda forever. Yeah, but which I'm... sucks because we're not going to see Namor fight Chadwick Boseman. Well, supposedly Shuri got hurt on the set, and they uh, rushed her off to one of the hospitals. Oh no! Here, was there? I don't. I mean, most likely. I mean, depending on how serious it was, they might have sent her into Boston. All right, this right here is fantastic. I don't understand quite though. Uh, Craven appears right here in the uh, you know normal skin tone. Um, you know, with his. Uh, side of his head blown off which by the way he put that in his mouth so i don't know how the gunshot wound would have done the damage that way but uh, in the next issue he's like pale white I, w I wonder if that was just somebody forgot how they were coloring him i thought peter was just sort of imagining that that it was you know from his delirium yeah i mean yeah this is calypso's uh poisoning of the lizard talons that that caused that to happen i just wondering if the colorist just didn't talk to the last you know just look at his artwork from the last issue See? Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It, 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 it's like they. It, it just seems like there's a disconnect between the two images of Craven. It's a great shot, though. That is beautiful. The doom, doom, doom appears constantly throughout this. When I was a kid, I thought Doctor Doom was going to show up. <laughs> okay, right here, the panels. I mean, <laughs> I would love to see, and I don't have the torment tray paperback, but I would love to see the scripts for these issues. It just read the layouts, panel by panel, how they were described. Now, Todd is drawing his own script. So did he even have a script? He must have written, you know, something out to work He had on. to because he has to yeah. submit it to editing so they can, uh, you know, but, but that's also the big thing. He was not supposed to have, like, much editor, you know, much editing control in this book. He was supposed to be the editor. This, the whole point of this Spider-Man book was to give Todd, you know, the, the freedom to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Um, you know, and if you notice, by the way, in these 14 issues that he drew for the for the Spider-Man, he does not create any new characters after the, the debacle that was creating Venom and not seeing a dime of that. Was it 14 or 16 that he completed? Uh, he does 16, but one issue is drawn by Eric Larson. It was the uh, it was the Beast Spider-Man issue uh, yeah. where they talk about uh, where Peter has a question with Beast about, you know, mutations and births and stuff like that, because him and MJ are talking about having a kid. You know, I was so pissed off when uh, when he left this story, uh, you know, this series. I was like, this is supposed to be his series. How could he leave it? You know, but it's just. But you learned the truth. What happened? What was going yeah. on behind the scenes? If you watch Image United, yeah. he, him, Jim Lee, and everyone else just walked out. Created him. Less, yeah, less than a year later, he wanted to do his Spawn book. And you can see all the influences with the nitty-gritty, dirty, nasty, disgusting material in this torment story even in the wolverine story which has to do with a child pedophile killer which is disgusting uh even in this storyline you really get to see the influence of spawn because amazing amazing is not nearly as dark as this spider-man book uh, his amazing run is pretty toned down with the exception of a couple stories now now chris how did you feel like i just felt the whole mary jane line her going out and the way uh. that she coping with it. it was just i don't know i just felt like we could have done without it yeah it just honestly it, it, it makes mary J mary jane can be really badly written sometimes and in craven's last hunt which is heavily connected to this of course um craven's last hunt she is constantly worrying about peter they had just gotten married and then craven puts him in the ground and she is not partying every night and every day like she is in this. This this is ridiculous that that she's this just I don't know. It, you're right. We could have seen her in the beginning, and then maybe an epilogue at the end of her tending to Peter's wounds would have been great. Because yeah, he the story. He's like, "Buddy, I'm home," and in just a pile of blood, sweat, and God only knows what else. Yeah, but the next issue, the next I think issue, by the way, I'm sorry, Chris. I apologize. No, no, go ahead. Your your mic was cutting out. No, no. I, I was just hoping that she would have been, you know, a stronger character in this. Like, right. She's she's just her party girl self, which is awful sometimes. Which is great when that's the character Mary Jane. But when it's something like this that's happening, it's it's truly just ah. Yeah. They writers today have written Mary Jane very well. It's so goddamn sad that the the pandemic killed the Mary Jane ongoing series because they gave her her own series where she is like having adventures with the Mysterio making a movie and then she goes on another road trip um, and the first five issues of that were phenomenal they were fantastic because she became co-director of a movie blackmailing Mysterio after finding out it's him and that plot is currently now affecting her and Peter's relationship in the current book
Because hmm. he's like, you didn't tell me you were working with Mysterio. And she's like, because you would have done this. You would have done exactly this. <laughs> I was protecting you for once, Mr. Parker. And Mysterio's like, yeah, Peter. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, she might have been put in as a plot device just, you know, for like this one scene, you know, where the building's exploding and Mary Jane, that, that's his last thought, you know. Not Aunt May, Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone complains about one more day. It's like, nope, Todd got it right. Peter would think about Mary Jane, not Aunt May. Yeah. Your your significant other eventually replaces your mother figure in your life in terms of partners to think about in your dying breath normally. Oh, yeah. you know? yeah. But you, we're not going to get into one more day. We can get into that coming up soon when the Spider-Man movie comes out because that's what they're obviously going to be alluding to. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mephisto. Mephisto's Doctor Strange. <laughs> By the way, you know what tomorrow's episode of Doctor Strange, uh, what if is? Uh, yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, they, uh, they, uh, it's do- what if Doctor Strange lost his heart, not his hands. Yeah, and uh, some For people of what's what that? that? For this Wednesday? Yeah, it's uh, what if uh, Rachel McAdams' character was in the car with them when he got into the accident? Uh-huh. And she dies, and then he goes on a quest to try and resurrect the dead, which shows him in the darker cloak, which I think is supposed to be basically what if he became the disciple of Dormammu, not the ancient one. Ah. You know, kind of like the Sith, you know, teasing Anakin and be like, oh, the eye can help you save Padme from dying. I have the power. I mean, generally, I, I feel like they're hitting and missing with that one. I mean, it's it's okay. It's interesting. Um, I thought the Black Panther one was phenomenal. Um, and the Captain Carter was 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 good and interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I, feel, I don't feel like they're knocking it out of the park yet. The murder mystery, I thought, was amazing. I thought that was incredibly well kept, especially when they revealed who the murderer is at the end. And they didn't put his name in the credits in the beginning. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they made a big point pointing that out online saying, did you notice whose name was not in the credits at the beginning when we tick off all the cast members who decided to return he was not listed for that specific reason uh-huh. so uh some people are theorizing that the uh doctor strange that we see in the um what if is going to be the doctor strange that we see that's seen in the uh the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. It's possibly, it's evil strange. Maybe it's Mephisto again. The theory of Mephisto. The the biggest theory of being Mephisto is because they're doing one more day. They're doing the whole, where Peter's like, uh, make everyone forget, except for Aunt May, except for, you know, whatever MJ's name is, Michelle Jones. uh, Forget, oh, what about Ned? So so was Nightmare not locked in as the villain in the next Doctor Strange movie? That's been rumors. Sam Raimi has still not said anything. Uh Sam Raimi is not going to say anything at all. (laughs) We know we're going to get an Ash, though. Leo, what's on Reddit? Uh, I can find out. Uh, But I got a feeling we're going to get Ash. A lot of people are saying that. The um, the thing that struck me the most in this is when Spider-Man throws the chains at the lizard, thinking either they will kill him and he doesn't care, or he knows the lizard's strong enough to survive a neck break. Which uh, which issue was that? That's five. That's towards the end of five when he escapes. Okay. He's, when he's had it. Right? Well, it's, it's the same as when he initially, I think it was the first or second issue, when he throws the piece of metal and he thinks that he kills the lizard too. Because right. Spider-Man has incredible strength. Yeah, I can't figure out if that's an uh, illusion or not. What about the illusion, Chris? I'm sorry? I can't figure out if that's an illusion or not. Ah, now, the lizard will never show up again after this until the anniversary issue of Amazing Spider-Man 365, you know, with the hologram cover. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man does his, like, oh, I gotta lift up the entire subway system above me, you know, homage, that famous storyline, oh! And then he goes and saves the lizard and electrocutes him, and he turns back into Kirk Connors, and he turns himself in for all of his crimes. And then he goes home and finds out his parents are still alive. Um, but it, it just seems like there's a big disconnect between, like, the lizard and that, because he's all, like, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes, of course, I have the brain of Connors, but I'm the lizard. I'm going to do Machiavellian scientist stuff or whatever. And you're not going to stop me. <laughs> no mention of the, of the Torment storyline whatsoever until he escapes. And then there's a web of Spider-Man two-parter where the lizard hunts down Cal- Calypso and fucking just <laughs> snaps her neck. Tosses her down like so much trash, and then like, and then he's about to like devour her, and Spider-Man stops him, and then he gets caught in quicksand, and then supposedly dies until uh, somebody over in Spectacular forgets that story happened and just has the lizard walking around as Doctor Kurt Connors trying to save Peter from what he believes to be clone degeneration. 
a lot of fighting info. It's ridiculous sometimes because people don't pay attention to other people's storylines and notes or whatever. It's the one thing I've loved about Nick Spencer. It's like if it's happened to Spider-Man, it's in his continuity. I guess so. Uh, the letter pages constantly talk about how nobody answers the question. Like Calypso never answers Spider-Man's question about like who the hell she is. And Spider-Man has met Calypso before. And I understand he's drugged out, he's stressed out, he's in fever, you know, whatever, but... Yeah, he never gets... Even though we get the answer of why it happened, he never gets the answer of why it happened. Right. And uh, Calypso and Spider-Man, you know, there's a... I think there's like a... Web, there's a Marvel team-up issue with Tigra, and then there's a spectacular issue where she first appeared. And she was Craven's like, old lover. I guess Craven has, he has multiple lovers because he has a wife who he has a kid with, he has a daughter with. She's responsible for resurrecting him during the Craven's uh, uh, return storyline, whatever the hell that was. So overall, I, I felt a little let down with the story because it doesn't really doesn't really move anything forward. You know, it's just uh, what, what were you guys' thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally concur with you, Leo. I mean, it's 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 the fun storyline, um, and it's sort of like you know, it's like a side story. It's um, it's like this traumatic thing happened to Peter, and he really got the the crap beat out of him and almost died. But uh, at the same time, it's you know, it, it it didn't change the life of the lizard. It didn't change Peter's life. Uh, you know, nothing really new happened from it. No one went to jail. Peter never found out why this happened and why he almost died. No. Just, she doesn't even say, hey, I used to bang Craven the Hunter. Do you remember me? And I hate you, and I want revenge for my lover. That would have been great if she just put it out there. <sighs> I mean, as a kid, it's like great art, but then as an adult, I'm like, I understand why everyone hates this story nowadays. Yeah, it, it was just a way for Todd to just draw pretty pictures about Spider-Man. <laughs> Do you want to hear a great Jim Lee story involving torment that happened at Boston Comic-Con in 2010? Sure. Okay, so Boston Comic-Con was happening at the hotel next to where it's actually happening right this weekend, the one that's been at for a while, where they host PAX East. And I was in line to meet Jim Lee, and the line was long. And I finally got to his table, and there was this woman with this kid. I don't know what the kid has for problems or whatever. I'm not going to speculate. I really don't know, and I really don't care. But she gets up to the table, and he hands her, she hands him, Jim Lee, a copy of Torment. And Jim looks at Torment and looks up at her. I, I didn't draw this. <laughs> and she's like, it's okay. He doesn't understand that. Can you just sign it? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sign something I didn't work on. <laughs> and I'm sitting there lying, like right behind her, like, I just want to be, I just, I just, oh my God. And this goes on for like five minutes. And then and, and she's just like, well, you got to explain it to him in a way that he'll understand. He's like, why? <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, and Jim's like looking over at me and I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I have stuff that you worked on. <laughs> she finally gets out of line. He stands up and says, okay, so just so everyone know, I can't do any more sketches. That took up the rest of my time. But everyone in line, I will sign your book. I promise nobody's going to leave here without me signing something. Hey, buddy, what do you got? And I handed him my Wildcats DVD. He was like, ooh, this is cool. You're the first one to bring this to me. Because <laughs> Wildcats had just come out on DVD. <laughs> oh that was a while ago yeah and i said to him uh oh i have uh i also have at home a bootleg copy of the gen 13 movie he's like oh i'd sign that god yeah i wish they'd release that here in the states huh <laughs> <laughs> so i had him sign x-men number one the gatefold cover and my favorite issue on canning x-men which had wolverine uh captain america and the black widow on the cover yeah, good one yeah but uh i was like how often do you get that He's like, once in a while, I get people who hand me stuff that I, and it's just, it's a artist integrity thing. Do not ever sign something you never worked on. And I don't care what the person's problems are. I will not break that. And I'm like, no, that's you have morals. You stand by them. Yeah. Fucking Jim Lee. I mean, do you, do you guys know what Jim Lee did last year for the, uh, before, or sorry, you know what Tom McFarland, get on me off the Jim Lee train. Tom McFarland did for comic book stores last year. Mm -mm. No. That's entertainment told me this. Uh, during the height of COVID, when comic book stores were opening back up, when it was just like, okay, we're opening back up, but things are still shitty. Uh, Tom McFarland shipped to them like um, that's entertainment said they got a huge care package from McFarland Studios of McFarland toys, uh, early DC stuff that hadn't been put out in Target and Walmart yet. Uh, spawn trade paperbacks, posters, and uh, a few t-shirts. Nice. Right, cool. Yeah, including also uh, ability to order X number of some book that was going to happen soon. Um, if you go on my YouTube channel, you can see my interview with Tom McFarland, and we never talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> 
But last year for 2020, uh, Tom McFarlane did draw Spider-Man for the first time officially in years. Uh, have you ever spoken badly about it? About uh... I mean, if you watch the Image United, he says, you know, if you want to create something and own it, don't fucking work for Marvel and DC ever. You know, work for Image, work for yourself. But that what Image United always what? Did he think he was going to own Spider-Man? No, but he wants to make you aware, Rich, that if you want to create a comic book, you need to not work for you need to work for yourself and no one else. Uh, right, Do right. What he did, want to make you know? money, good money. Yeah. And there's a the Sci-Fi Channel had that great Tom McFarland documentary, which I highly recommend watching. It's on YouTube. It's on free. I think it's on Sci-Fi.com. There is a part of the documentary where everyone stops talking, and it's a bunch of words that come up saying, "And Todd was sued by this, that person, and the other thing." And now we're going to move on to the rest of the documentary. <laughs> Probably due to legal things, Todd was like, "Yeah, we're gonna, eh, yeah, I know, I know what mistakes I've made in the past. Let's move on." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he, I, honestly, Tom McFarlane, I know people lit, love or hate Rob Liefeld. You know, Jim Lee, I've never heard a bad thing ever said about him. But um, I, I give all the respect in the world to Tom McFarlane. I mean, he did exactly what, you know, he hated Marvel and DC for doing and created his own empire. Now he's making toys for DC, for DC which is hilarious when you think about it. I was recently watching the, uh, the HBO uh, Spawn series, the animated series. Yes, I did an entire review of that for the Dead TV podcast. And Todd comes on in the beginning of every episode, and he's so young and skinny. It's just funny to see him like that. You know, he says Todd rhymes with God constantly. <laughs> <laughs> go there uh, and of course king spawn number one is about to come out and they're launching four more spawn titles if you can believe that oh wow like it's been very good it's been spawn and that's it miniseries that's the only thing he's launched is miniseries but spawn and you know sam and twitch but uh th- we're gonna get four goddamn spawn titles if you can believe that ongoing and there's still talk of uh, a new movie right oh yeah right do you <laughs> I even brought that up to him, and he he's like the legal entanglements. It's 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 in the interview. It's, yeah. I mean, how long has that been going on with Jamie Foxx supposedly going to play Spawn? At this point, it's like I, I guess he's a serious enough actor. He was Ray Charles. I don't see him like that kind of character like Spawn is. You know what I mean? And thank God they admitted that they're not going to be doing the terrible version of Electro they did in Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he's like the Riddler for Batman Forever. Yeah. You know, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I just wanted to bring up one thing, uh, you know, about Torment uh, and also for uh, Todd McFarlane go, going into Spider-Man. Obviously, we talked about him wanting more control. Uh, that's why he was given this book. Uh, but Jim Salkrip said uh, uh, he encouraged Todd to get more involved and start inking his own work. And uh, they wanted uh, a book that they could turn more into trade paperbacks because they felt that the Spider-Man amazing run was more of a soap opera ongoing long ass storyline and uh they wanted a new series where they could just you know pump out trade paperbacks for short storylines makes sense yeah that's all i have (laughs) that's all we got that's all I got. Uh, I, I just remember, you know, trying to collect all the issues, uh, all the number ones. Um, I, I almost got a platinum, but I didn't. Ooh. You know, That's Entertainment has a platinum edition of The Death of Superman. I've never seen one in person before. It's still behind a glass case, but that's the... I, what, what, what is it? Is it just platinum paint on it? I mean... Uh, I thought it was just a, a different color. They're right, platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is but platinum worth something? I mean, should I go harvest platinum like Bitcoin? I, I no, I think it's the the one for uh, Spider Man. I it's, it, it was just a, a different coloring that they gave to the uh, comic shops. It was a, a like each shop just got like one issue or something like that. As far right as I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's actual platinum in it. I could be wrong though. So what do we think, Leo? Are we are we crowbarring this bad we're, boy? We're we're gonna crowbar this bad boy. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, as a kid, I would have given this uh, five crowbars. Uh, <laughs> as an adult, one. <laughs> yeah. As an adult, I'll give it two point five because I I uh, you know I still enjoy Todd's art. Um, the art is, I mean, it can, could you get high and go through this and, and have a better experience with it, maybe? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But because, again, look at this compared to his amazing stuff. They're so different. Yeah. The art, yeah, might be the same when it comes to the little lizard or other demonic looking things. But, man, oh, man, totally. And that's probably because David Michelini was the, what? well, he was the writer, right? I do not know that. 
doesn't sound familiar now. Oh, hold on. I have Spider-Man Venom. Yes, David Michelinie was the writer. So he had better writers on that. Yes. <laughs> but just, I mean, the art, I mean, it's just vastly very different sometimes. Yeah, David, uh, even back into the 360s would spawn. Um, not spawn. Um, Carnage. So I, I think I'm going to go a, a tiny bit higher than you, Leo. I think I'm going to give it a 2.85. 2.85. Not quite a three, but just a, a smidge under. A smidge. Okay. okay. Uh, what about you, Chris? Um, I'm probably going to match you, to Two. I mean, I would love... Do we have any Do we have any comments for this uh, episode? Anybody in the comment section? Uh, just Heathen Deluxe uh, talked about spawns. Uh, certainly showed us that. Now, I, I, I've watched... before. I, I've been rereading all of the spawn... Uh, sorry, the, the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man adjective list books recently, just because it's been a while. And uh, like you said, I love his art. But I, I went back and started watching YouTube videos reviewing Torment. And I couldn't find one YouTuber who was just like, oh my God, everyone's wrong. It's the masterpiece of a lifetime. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? It's not like Jim Lee's X-Men, which launched with Clutch Claremont still writing that book. Because <laughs> someone said, oh, it's as good as Chris Claremont's, you know, the, the Jim Lee book that launched a couple, a year later. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Chris Claremont was writing that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, same thing. I watched a bunch of reviews and, you know, just uh, there was nobody really, you know, criticizing, you know, the 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 bad reviews. You know, it was just right. Like, um, the uh, the trading cards, like I said, I think we both have for the first time ever in my life. I ever saw artwork and I don't know if you can bring them up and online and put up a, a what yeah, I'll find the trading card looks like because, again, mine are buried, unfortunately. But Rich, you remember how like a lot of the trading cards, like uh, Marvel Series One, had like a white border or something? Okay. Yeah. So and DC was like a gray border. Um, this was the first time ever I saw the artwork bleed over the side. You know what I mean? It literally looks like they took uh, somebody's got a cool comment. Um, the images from the comic book and cut it and then put it on a card. <laughs> I think it was universally felt at the time that the story was anemic and the art was amazing. I was 16 when I picked up my copy and that was Heather De Heathen Deluxe. I don't think this is them. And uh, Heathen Deluxe, thanks for uh, for sharing. No, that's okay. So that is connected to the 1994 Spider-Man art series that was entirely drawn by Mark Bagley, which, you know, uh, unsung hero of Spider-Man. I, I think sometimes he does not get the uh, recognition he deserves. And how many times has Mark been drawing Spider-Man? He's drawing Spider-Man right now as we are speaking. He's drawing Sinister War. <laughs> oh, Mark here we go. Me. I found him. <laughs> he hates my laugh. Yes, so, uh, yeah, those are it. Yeah, so they did a, uh, a full bleed when uh, when printing these out. Yeah, and do you remember, like, the price tag of those cards? Because, like, a pack of cards back then was, what, like a buck, maybe? It was the price of a comic book. Maybe a buck 99, maybe? Mm, I think it was less, but I remember these being a lot more expensive. Uh, back then, I, I was just, I remember buying, like, a case of cards. Yeah, I mean, I have the Bloodlines and the Milestone boxes behind me right now yeah. that I'm assembling, and I got those wicked cheap, like 10 bucks a box, unopened. But if you wanted an unopened box of these Spider-Man cards today, woo-hoo-hoo! However, the 30th anniversary Spider-Man cards, which have a lot of Todd's art on them as well, uh, which was like the sequel to this series, uh, you could easily find those for like 100 bucks. But that Todd McFarlane set, unopened, man, I've seen it go for like $500, $600 unopened. Really? Yeah. A complete oh. set of those cards, cheap, yeah. very easy. But an unopened box, forget about it. I uh, I have some um, unopened boxes of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. From the nineties. Yeah, are you are you, uh, are you are you are you? I know winter's coming. Are you guys getting cold? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, let's torch. I mean, you and uh, you and your wife could have a nice romantic evening, just tossing Yu-Gi-Oh cards into the roaring fire. Oh, I just imagine you guys like John Shee on that episode of Superman and Lois: uh, The New Adventures of Superman, where he is just like throwing dollar bills into the fire. They don't keep himself warm. <laughs> uh, actually, the, uh, the ones I have, they're they're imports, and uh, they, oh, they, yeah, oh. yeah, they go for quite a bit. So uh, they might be worth something. Okay, so you you need to uh, you need to fund the network. I understand you're going to sell. Yeah, and, and pay my medical bills too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, one box. Uh, uh, I know somebody online was trying to sell it for like two thousand. I, I doubt it'll sell for that. But we'll, uh... you know, reading this torment storyline again, again, I've, I've really taken back to and where I bought this. 
was a comic book store in Webster, Massachusetts on Main Street, um, which closed a year later, unfortunately. But they, um, uh, this was my first exposure to realizing as a young child that there was so much more in Spider-Man than I ever thought possible. Like my exposure to Spider-Man was cartoons. And then I finally picked up my first actual bought Spider-Man comic book with my money was uh, I think like the first appearance of Cardiac has Spider-Man Cardiac and the Rhino on the cover. And um, actually is also, by the way, the first appearance of Cletus Cassidy. He's in the prison cell with Eddie Brock uh, thinking I'm going to stick Eddie Brock in the middle of his sleep because I can't get this guy to shut the fuck up about Uh, Venom. Which issue was that? Amazing Spider-Man 341. Spider-Man, Rhino, and Cardiac, who is a brand new character created in that issue. He's uh, an African-American surgeon who has like weird skin underneath his skin like cybernetic skin and he can use his powers to help heal people but he's like anti big business he's a complex character yeah yeah okay a, oh i'm like sorry a... i'm sorry that was my actual first issue excuse me uh that that's what i meant I, that the issue i'm talking about takes place after this so yeah this was my first that was my first actual uh bot issue with my own money nice uh that that spider-man gets rid of his powers after nathan Lebinsky is killed uh by the vulture accidentally and uh spider-man's like no i must always protect aunt may and i want to you know have children with Mary Jane without, you know, accidentally infecting her with my irradiated blood one day. So I'm going to give up my powers and the chameleon's behind the whole thing. And then he gets gets his powers back like th- two issues later, Black Cat loses her powers. And Spider-Man fights a bunch of crappy villains, like characters that Eric Larson created over in uh, Marvel Comics Presents starring Wolverine. Yeah, the 90s were crazy. Comics Wolverine. What was that? The Marvel Comics Presents Wolverine. That was a great series. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's like four of these female fury fatal big... Like, if you've seen the way Eric Larson draws women sometimes, this entire team is women drawn by Eric Larson the way Eric Larson draws women. <laughs> big hair, big boobs, big butts, big thighs, big hand. I mean, it's just like... They look like Savage Dragon villains. <laughs> And they team up with, like, the Tarantula 2, and uh, the Scorpion is probably the only classic character that shows up besides Black Cat. <laughs> and she's only in the book because she she's trying to get... Uh, uh, she is dating Flash Thompson to get back at Peter for marrying Mary Jane. However, after Flash gets stung by the Scorpion and paralyzed par- temporarily, um, she, like, kicks the crap out of the Scorpion. And Spider-Man's like, I thought you were using Flash to get back at me. And she's like, yeah, well, I still hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spider-Man can be complicated. You know, it's, uh... <laughs> He doesn't need to be. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> I know, I know. I, but I, that's why I have trouble following it because it's... Hey, at least there's just one Spider-Man book, and it's published three times a month starting uh, next month. Really? Uh, so yeah, so... Spider-Man will go on a three-week schedule every month uh basically they are doing a brand new day for ben riley because ben riley is taking over as spider-man once again as peter is going to go into you know whatever you can look up a issue number 76 and as peter in a bed uh with his spider-man costume looking like torment mary jane crying by his side and ben hanging out in the shadows Hmm. Because a so, uh, new corporation is basically funding Ben's uh, power, his uh, his weapons, his his costume. He's got a spider mobile. I'm not even joking. Some big multi billion dollar corporation is funding Ben Riley to be Spider Man. It's it's very similar to the New Fifty Two Batman story where Bruce was killed and um, Wayne Enterprises funded Gordon to become Batman. Well, they're doing it now because um, Lucius Fox is. Uh... Son. son is now the uh the new batman right in the future yeah. though right because batman's running around in that fear storyline that's got 37 goddamn tie-ins uh well he's no he's running around uh within the same storyline oh that. okay i thought what? that was a future state it might be future i swear to god i think that's future state because happening yeah. right now in batman is the giant 37 part crossover fear itself i'm not even joking 37 goddamn tie-ins really Yes, it started on Free Comic Book Day. The they're making it's a it's a giant uh, scarecrow storyline. If you, by the way, look in the group chat, you can see the list of upcoming Marvel events I posted, including the uh, Devil's Reign, which is supposed to be a giant Mephisto multi-part storyline. Hey, Mephisto's back. Oh, he's always been back. <laughs> uh, in fact, if you go read Amazing Spider-Man, he just showed up in that. 
gee, can't imagine why. Uh, the one thing I am excited, though, is uh, they're switching Batman writers. Uh, Tom King is finishing his run, and I think that happens this week. Wait, Tom King got pulled off of Batman back in issue 75, and he started Batman Catwoman. Oh, he's, I thought he's still been doing Batman. No? Nope. Tom King got. Tom King was supposed to do 100 issues of Batman. He got pulled off at issue 75 uh, due to the you know roller coaster that had happened, and he was given his own Batman book, Batman Catwoman, which is a Batman story set in three different time periods. Current, a little bit in the future, a little bit further in the future. <laughs> Uh, one story has to deal with Batman and Catwoman dealing with the return of Andrea Beaumont, a.k.a. the first appearance of the Phantasm in continuity. One storyline has to deal with um, uh, uh, Selina and Batman's daughter uh, as the new Batwoman oh, yeah. girl, whatever. And she's working alongside uh, the commissioner of the police at, in the future is uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah, it's uh, James Tinian. The fourth, yes, has been okay. writing. So he's Batman. been doing yeah. detective and Batman at the same time. Yeah, there's a, a new series that is pretty good. Also, is um, I think it's titled The Detective. Um, yeah, there's like four Batman stories. Honestly, the only thing of Batman I'm reading is like um, I, I feel like it's just another one getting added every five minutes. It's Batman '89, Batman Catwoman, and Batman: The Adventures Season Two. The Batman: yeah. The Adventures Continues Season Two. Yeah. Has anybody checked out the new Nightwing series? I really like the uh, the way they're going with it. This is after he got his memory back. Uh, yeah, he's got. Um, he, apparently, Alfred left him billions, and uh, he has a plan for Bloodhaven. To... I always wondered what Alfred made from money for Bruce Wayne because he had to have been making money. He couldn't just been doing this to be like, oh, I get to live in the mansion. Isn't that oh, yeah. nice? And and, and he, I he this got... man child every five minutes. <laughs> and, and I'm sure he got to have the best investment people because he was in with Bruce. So. Oh, and how much you want to bet if? Uh, uh, well, is it, oh, by the way, there's also an alfred series there's an alfred miniseries now comic book series not tv series i think the tv series got a third season i don't know when it's happening i mean isn't he like i mean he can't be any deader in the comics they finally killed him to death right well yeah not, not only did they kill him bane fucking just <laughs> yeah and then he came back as a ghost or a zombie ghost yeah but yeah. not really still not oh, not no. alive yet not until rachel ghoul just was just like oh i'm just gonna dump in the lazarus pit how are we gonna bring alfred yeah. back lazarus pit well so he he appears as a ghost to robin in the new robin series uh <gasps> but i i thought he came back as like a mutated zombie or something like that for that sounds just just a couple stupid. of panels just it, 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 was it in arkham war or i think it was it, it was like a a nightmare or it's something we went over we did it was it was i don't know if it was joker war or arkham war must have been joker war yeah. oh yeah that was not really alfred though right i don't know uh they should never have killed <laughs> so him convoluted there's just so much yeah. right they honestly should never have killed him off no uh, that was so stupid yeah, uh, Bane squished his head, like, in front of... Wasn't it, like, in front of... No, Ron, he snapped Ron? his neck. Snapped his neck. Yeah, in front of Damien. Damien, yeah. Well, by the way, that happened while... that. This is why Tom King... You know, one of the reasons Tom King was getting pulled off. I mean, Batman is off in the Caribbean, you know, making um, kissy faces with, uh, you know, bikini-clad Catwoman, while Gotham is just in ruins. The cops are all, like, in prison... Uh, Harvey Bullock is, uh, you know, made to look like a clown. Bane's running everything. Alfred's getting killed. His son is in torture. It's like, what are you doing, Tom? I'm trying to get caught up with it now, and it's just, it, it, it's, um, it's definitely very convoluted. I, I made it through. I'm at the point where uh, I think it's the beginning of City of Bane. Oh yeah, that that's really rough to get through. There are yeah. parts of it I like. Also, the entire plot of like uh, uh, Flashpoint Batman becoming a villain was awful. That entire and the biggest reason a lot of fans speculate that happened is because fucking Doomsday Clock was taking forever to get finished, and Thomas Wayne Batman was tied into the Doomsday Clock plotline. You know, the button and everything, and Flashpoint. But Doomsday Clock was just taking forever. And writers just had to do something. So they turn... So, okay. So we have... By the way, did you know we have Thomas Wayne Batman from Flashpoint living in the DC Universe as well as psychotic one-eyed Jor-El? Yes. Over in Superman, Jor-El was brought back to life by Dr. Manhattan. Really? And basically, Dr. Manhattan saw where Superman was going to go live in 
you know, happiness and a family and living on a farm and learning life. You know, the, the reasons why Superman the way he is is because of the way he grew up. You know what I mean? Farmers appreciate life and hard work. And Superman learned that lesson. Jarrell was cast down in like Afghanistan to live with like the Taliban and all the shitty things in the Middle East and watch how life is treated there. And then when he came back and got himself free, all he hit does is like think of humanity as the way it is in the Middle East. Oh, wow. That's fucked up. The worst. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that before someone says something. The worst of the Middle East. Yeah. So that became Jarrell's plotline. And the last we saw of Jarrell was he was being carted off by the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the Guardian, the Green Lantern Corps, and the Fe- National Federation of Planets that was created by the one day will become the Legion of Superheroes to never be seen again until a writer decides, oh, yeah, by the way, Jarrell is still alive. And not Jarrell from another timeline, not Jarrell from whatever. No, Jarrell actually from like the, the one and only Jarrell. Yeah, and they're, they're also, uh, weren't they supposed to kill off Superman again? Uh, because his, they're doing the Son of Kal-El book. No, he just got his Superman. So here's the other thing. So Superman, Cal, you know, Clark, the one we love since 1938, yep. he has action comics all to himself. His son took over Superman. They restarted it at, back to issue number one. Fans are pissed that Superman, Superman, the Superman we know, has one title to his name, and Batman's got like still like three or four going on. Yeah, I mean, but he has Superman versus Lobo. He's got Superman and the Authority. He just ended Superman Red and Blue, which is amazing, by the way. Um, I mean, there are Superman books out there with Superman in it, but yes, yeah, it's, it's one-off storylines, though. You know, it's, right? Uh... And you know, we are, we do have the animated series finally coming out on Blu-ray, but yeah, yeah it, it does seem like DC is once again being like, "What do we do with Superman? Oh, give his son a book." And he'll keep action comics because we always have to print action comics. Just like, oh, Wonder Woman sales suck all the time, but we have to print Wonder Woman. Because as soon as we stop printing Wonder Woman, do you know what will happen? The internet will destroy DC Comics for no reason other than the fact that but you have to print it. Why? When was the last time you read Wonder Woman? Because I haven't read Wonder Woman since Rebirth, not counting uh, Dead Earth, which was, again, a uh, Black Label miniseries. Well, she also played a uh, big role in Death Metal, right? Right, and she, uh, Diana's last time I checked, was still walking the planes of the multiverse with 1939 version of Wonder Woman, basically God in the form of Wonder Woman. That's what we perceive it to be. And the Wonder Woman running right now, running around right now, is the uh, the Black Wonder Woman, Naomi. Okay. Who Serena Williams did a commercial to look like. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. The uh, but, and uh, it just oh, by the way, I'm gonna be possibly having Joshua Williamson on my show, Goth Girl Horror. Very cool. He is the current writer since the rebirth of the Flash. Nice. But he writes a comic book called Nail Biter, which is about a serial killer who kills people who bite their nails. Well, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found your picture you're talking about. Uh, so starting in December, December you have a Marvel event, Devil's Reign. Yep. Uh, they're they're really uh, leaning into. Okay. So they. Uh, by the way, Facebook has been uh, Marvel has been posting about every single one of these since that image posted, giving us a heads up of what's going to be about. Okay. Avengers Forever is about a multiverse Avenger team, so it's like the last Avengers Forever series. Uh, the lives and deaths of, of Wolverine multi-X-Men crossover event, because we need that. Didn't they uh, get, didn't, getting her own oh, series? Wait, wait, because ho- hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> didn't yeah, they like, just do a death of Wolverine? Wolverine? The first one. But no, no. It's the death and lives of Wolverine about the entire history of Wolverine, past, present, and future. Okay. okay. <laughs> because we need that, right? We, we need to know the past, present, and future Wolverine again. Yeah, they they, uh, they just killed him off though. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 all get over it. We'll read it. Okay, sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Moon Girl and Dival Dinosaur are getting another series. I guess that's okay. I don't know much about that character. And then the Reckoning um, is the one in silver down below the Wolverine title. Hmm. And I already made my jokes about She-Hulk getting another book only because she's got a TV show coming out. Yeah. And you need people to go watch that show, go to the comic store and buy that comic book, right? Because oh, totally. That's how that works. <laughs> Synchronicity. <laughs> Do you remember when the Avengers, Ellie Jamaltron came out, how many goddamn Avenger books there were? No. Yeah. There were like four Avenger titles. Does there need to be four Avenger titles? 
Probably not. No. Well, you need Avengers and Avengers West Coast and Avengers Spotlight. There's only one miniseries coming up soon from Marvel that I'm really excited about. It's uh, the Darkhold is getting its own miniseries, obviously, because it's going to be a Doctor Strange. Yeah. But um, yeah, Doctor Doom gets a hold of the Darkhold and tries to do some shit with it. So, so is that a Doctor Doom book or is it just it, it's... It's a Doctor Doom book. It's a Scarlet Witch book. It's a Doctor Strange book, which again questions like when does it take place? Because they're killing Strange off in September. Um, it's a Spider-Man book. It's a Ghost Rider book. So, why is it a Spider-Man book? Because why is it also a Deadpool book? Because Spider-Man and Deadpool sell comic books and make okay. money for Marvel. <laughs> Doctor Strange was it Doctor Strange Academy, which is yes, a, that is ending as of issue thirteen. X Men book, more or less. Yeah, that's ending as of issue thirteen, just in time for them to kill Doctor Strange, and then it's going to pick up with Doctor with Strange Academy season two, uh, 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 sophomore year or whatever they want to call it. Um, and it will tie into the death of Doctor Strange. Who will become the Sorcerer Supreme is the big question. Is, is the writing any good in that series, The Strange oh, Academy? Yes, and it's all drawn by Scotty Young. Every issue is drawn by Scotty Young. All right. It's the best Marvel book. But what's funny is it replaced the Surgeon Supreme book that they started by Mark Wade, and they canceled that book because of COVID. So Doctor Strange really hasn't had his own comic book other than being a guest star in his own book. And they're going to kill him off coming up. But he's got a movie coming out next year, so you know he's going to come back. <laughs> it's like, seriously, what the fuck is he? Why are we killing off Stephen Strange? Why are we going to make Wicked Sorcerer Supreme for all of five minutes? Why are they going to make Wicked Sorcerer Supreme? Because in the future, he's Sorcerer Supreme. Have they ever killed him before? Doctor Strange has more or less died just like any other Marvel character. In, it, in, in the way they're doing it, no. They've never done the death of Doctor Strange like the way they are. Like, this is an actual book coming. Like, the death of Captain Marvel, you know. They've never had a book, by the way, called The Death of Spider-Man. They've killed Spider-Man off, you know. They killed him when he became Doc Ock. But they've never had a book where it was the death of Spider-Man. Other than the Ultimate Universe Peter Parker. But at the end of that entire Ultimate Universe storyline before Secret Wars happened, they brought back that fucking Spider-Man. For no reason whatsoever do they need to bring back the Ultimate Universe Spider-Man other than like, oh, I woke up in a tube, I was alive. And Norman Osborn's like, yes, ha 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 ha, I brought you back. Why? Because editorial told Brian Bendez to do that. Okay, why do things need to be so complicated? And, and, and he rides off into the sunset with Mary Jane to live happily ever after. And then Secret Wars happens and it doesn't matter. Miles lives in the regular Marvel Universe now. So who the fuck cares? <laughs> I mean, they, they did kill off Peter in, in some fashion or another, but they've never done the death of Doctor Strange or the, like, they did... Remember they did the did the death of Captain America? Absolutely. Yeah. Big freaking deal when they killed off Cap. Had I wish they brought him back? No. But it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, they when they killed him. off the Human Torch, like, Jonathan Hickman, shame on you. That was so stupid. For a year, Spider-Man's the member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, so the death of Wolverine. I mean, come on. You're going to kill off Wolverine? Is it because of your pissing contest with Fox? Oh, we're going to kill off Wolverine so you can't have any access to more Wolverine stories because we're going to wah, 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 complain and bitch about the fact we don't own the X-Men. Well, they did the same thing with uh, Fantastic Four. You know? Right. Yeah. They canceled the Fantastic Four, but also the Fantastic Four sales sucked. I mean, the, the book was just terrible. It was so god-awful. And uh, all the... Uh, uh, the guy who was writing Spider-Man before Nick Spencer, uh, Dan Slott, has been doing a pretty good job with, with the Fantastic Four. They just had the wedding of Doctor Doom. I don't know how that went. And they're they're about to start a storyline where Johnny can't turn off the flame. Yeah, I saw that article and they're saying that you know, he can't even eat food because then everything he touches turns to char. One of the best stories with Johnny ever was written by Mark Wade and the gr late, great Mike Wiernigo, where Johnny and Sue switch powers and Johnny becomes the Herald of Galactus for a little while. As the invisible boy, I guess? The invisible man. Okay. And uh, he becomes the Herald of Galactus for a little while. And I don't remember the, all the points of the story, but I remember Galactus became Galen again and human and tried out Earth food. <laughs> He ate a hot dog. He's like, I still hunger. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to look in that detective series. This whole episode was about torment. We've now just yeah. basically covered modern comics. No, so. I, I mean, it's a good discussion. Um, I mean, there's I Am Batman. That's the one with uh, uh, Lucius Fox's uh, son. That's his new series, I Am Batman. Yes. Um, but I'm not seeing the detective completed. There, There's one issue remaining, and it's been like, unless I missed it, it's been that way for like two months now. I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. I'm going to have to do some digging. 
So uh, if you were to pick uh, two series somebody should be reading now, Chris, what would it be? Say that one more time. I'm sorry, I, I had it muted. If you were to pick uh, two series that somebody should be reading, what would it be? Okay, are we talking about like something quick and easy or something that's ongoing? Something that comics are so all over the place today. I know they're all over the place. Uh, so, anything that's currently running right now. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by IDW. I know is people are not liking the fact it's become very dramatic or whatever, very little action lately. But I still think it's the best goddamn title in comic books. Um, and for like a mini series that's quick and easy to pick up and just get going and get through it. Uh, Superman Red, uh, Red and Blue just ended, and those are just six issues of mini Superman stories drawn monochromatically and uh, colored monochromatically that are so goddamn good. They're not all winners. They're never going to be. And the Batman Black and White are not all winners, but some of those stories are amazing. Yeah. Um, highly recommend it. They're prestige format books, like five ninety nine. So it's not your average comic book. It's not you know a floppy. Yeah. A bookshelf thing. Um, and then the third one, I would recommend definitely checking out. Um, oh shoot. Oh, the Justice League Infinity, which we're supposed to have JMD Mateus on. Uh, he said once he's got caught up with stuff uh, this September question mark possibly because he's the writer of the uh justice league infinity which is by the way justice league the animated series season six nice yes um you also have batman 89 and bat uh superman 78 out right now which are yes i still six. gotta pick up 78 superman I, I i was away last weekend i completely forgot about it but i did pick up batman 89 so yeah batman 89 is pretty good if batman 89 didn't sell out i know superman 78 didn't sell out yeah. so What's that, Rich? Yeah, Leo, you got a cool interview coming up. You got a Julie from the Love Boat. Oh, uh, Jill. Jill uh, working on that for November. Yeah, that's quite a score. Oh, yeah. The Love Boat. And she was in Airplane, too? Yeah. Oh, my God. She was the sick kid, right? Yeah. Oh, that's her in the bed? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the problem is... You uh, ask her about the scene where the mom's resuscitating her, and she's just like... Under her chest, it's gonna be a that, that could not have been real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll definitely talk a, a lot about that. And uh, she's actually a uh, spokesperson for Princess Cruises. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she she took over the uh, the captain from Love Boat was a previous uh, spokesperson. Okay, and, oh, and he died, right? Yeah, he passed away, and she took over. Oh, good for her getting some of that advertising money. Yeah, that's a good paycheck. Yeah. Uh, I tried Cruises to eat it too, considering that they're uh, they're they're hurting pretty badly. Yeah, uh, people are still going on cruises though, which is pretty crazy. Oh. Yeah, do you want to go on that Star Wars cruise, Leo? We'll we'll go together as a giant group. Uh, you know, everyone got five thousand dollars to go on a Star yeah. Wars cruise. No, no. Oh my god, you I talk... cannot believe those prices. I thought that's the cruise or hotel. I know the hotel's five thousand dollars. Oh, does it really matter? It's five thousand dollars to go. <laughs> I'm not going. On I can put Star Wars on my TV, play a Star Wars video game, and have the same experience. I got the Disney Plus. I could watch any Star Wars movie I want. And our anime. Star Wars droids now too, and Ewoks. <laughs> I can go to Comic Con this weekend, see all the stormtroopers. Um, you know the what the what who's the uh, what's the character Disney is banned from Star Wars? All the Princess Leia, Slave Girl Leia's will be at Comic Con. Right. Okay. The bad batch guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure somebody. I'm sure the 500 first will be at Boston Comic Con this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I'm shocked it's still uh, going on. You know, it's uh, a lot of events getting canceled, which is crazy. Well, what's funny is Boston Comic Con is this weekend. So is Monster Expo, not the one that's coming in October that you're signed up for. Yep. But also Dragon Con is this weekend. Yeah. The big, 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 you know, geeky convention. Yeah. We end up with a bunch of super spreaders, and then everything will get shut down somewhere between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna be wearing my mask. Um, I'm going Friday. I'll see about whether or not I go Saturday. Is we gonna wear your Spider-Man mask? I, I do you think I probably should with the mask underneath my mask? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. double do it. Yeah, uh, double duty, man. Don't fuck around. Yeah. Heathen Deluxe says he's going to Dragon Con this weekend. Yeah, you uh, good luck with that. I, I, I just imagine Dragon Con being a bigger shit show than Boston Comic Con. Yeah, please be safe, Heathen Deluxe. Yeah, now Boston Comic Con will have mandatory masks though. Yeah, the one I, we shouldn't get into a discussion because I know a lot of people get upset by it. But we want everybody to be safe. Uh, if you're not vaccinated, please be careful because um, uh, this thing is just getting deadlier and deadlier. 
Yeah. I don't care if you get upset. You know what? Protect yourself. We're going to protect children. We want to protect yep. lives. Exactly. You believe it or not, that is our intention. <laughs> Leo, are you going to go to uh, are you going to go to uh, San Diego Comic Con on uh, Thanksgiving weekend when when it's happening? <laughs> oh hell no, no. I, I I'm not going to any cons this year. Yeah. It's, Wait a minute. Yes, you are. You're, no. You you have signed up for uh, the horror convention in Fairfield in October. Uh, I'm signed up. Uh, we have a booth, but somebody is going to be running it for me. Oh, is it going to be Steven? Uh, it's probably going to be Steven and Patsy running it. Um, I'm going to send up my equipment uh, so they can do uh, live streams. And I'll uh, link in here. Same thing with uh, the Token Dead guys. They're going to... Super Mega Fest? No, West. Uh, is it? Uh, where the hell is it? Virginia? They're going to some con down south. I didn't realize what time it was. We've uh, we were definitely talked about tormented. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to wrap things up. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be uh doing some double duty for some cons. Uh, I'm gonna set up. Uh, I'm gonna have control booth here. Uh, have people at the cons with equipment. Uh, and then we're gonna link in and we'll run it from both locations. So, cool. Yeah. Live show. Yeah. Remote. Remote. Live and remote. Okay. So, very uh, professional, Leo. Very <laughs> professional. All right. That was fun about Torment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, please check the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And, uh, Chris, where do you like people interacting with you? They can go to Goth Girl Horror, the Hackslash podcast. We posted a new episode last week. And uh, this week, uh, Ro and I just posted uh, the new episode of uh, The Hammer Show here on the Dorking Network. Uh, we covered the Gorgon. Awesome. Velvet Joker. Hey, this week, don't interact with me. Interact with Leo, because not only did Splash Pages win, Leo won for best uh, creator, Leo? Spotlight for uh, Spotlight? Best host. <laughs> The snake, you said? I, the... It was probably the snake story, but it's all it's all a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> so, so Leo, you 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 try to give it all to us, all the all the all the love, all the all the back. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, I um, I, I get you. You you were the man. With not you, none of this would be possible. You were the king. You were the emperor of all of this. Oh, I, I may be the podcast king here, <laughs> but you were the podcast emperor. God damn it. Well, well, and Chris, today you are the podcast jester. Okay, but we uh, love you anyway. Well, thank you. Uh, feelings mutual. Love you guys. And it's, uh, but you know, hey, Chris, Chris, I'm just teasing, man. Relax. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, man. I'm just joking around. I'm just joking around. Uh, I realize. I go back my Spider-Man mask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I realize I have a problem. I have a problem accepting praise, but it, it's, it's, you know, I definitely want, you know, you guys to be lifted up. You know, it, it's, it's, it's not a one man show. We're all in this together. Everybody's doing awesome work and uh you know that's why you know we we you know it, it's uh we're, we're we're all one big happy family you know Absolutely. but i just want to recognize that you you know you work very hard you know you got yourself a little sick now you got a lot of bills to pay off you are the king man this is your empire wow. we are just the pawns playing our parts <laughs> Steer your empire. Thank you. Thank you, Velvet Joker. You are awesome. I appreciate your work. Yes. Thank you, Velvet Joker. I greatly appreciate you. I appreciate Chris. Uh greatly appreciate Drew who's not here. And I appreciate you that are watching or listening. And uh with that, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Oh, Peace head out. on over to the the, the See ya. <laughs>